Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Game Global Podcast, hosted by Kieran Callum. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Game Global Podcast. I'm Kieran and as I always say that this is a show that gives you some tips and tools and resources that you can use to smash your dating, your sexual, your romantic goals. However, today for the first time ever, I've actually got someone who isn't remotely connected to the world of dating in any way, shape or form. However, even though he's not directly related, his story is so actually inspirational that there's still so much that we can all actually learn from this guy. So this guy's name is Ven, and he's one of the best players of Street Fighter V on the planet. Anyone who knows me knows that this is a game I absolutely love. He's one of the best players on the planet, but he's actually blind, 100% blind, and can't see a freaking thing. And there's video footage of this guy playing on YouTube, and it actually blows my mind to watch. And I can only imagine the countless hours of trial and error and pain and heartache and tears and whatnot he must have gone through to get to the point that he is today so sven aka the blind warrior it's really good to have you here hello thank you very much no thank you for coming thank you look you're talking to someone who in street fighter i haven't actually played properly for about four or five months but i haven't gotten past super silver oh okay I haven't gotten past that far. Now, granted, at best, I've only ever played about an hour a day or so, but I ain't got past Super Silver. Actually, no, 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 Ultra Silver. I haven't got past Ultra Silver. That's the one. And I know how hard it is to get good at this game. I am well aware of like the speed, the reflexes, the timing, the judgment, the strategy, all of that stuff. And the fact that you can do that without seeing it actually blows my mind. So firstly what i'd want to say is could you just tell me and everyone who's listening say firstly how did you actually lose your sight because you weren't actually born blind were you oh that's true no i i lost my sight uh, when i was uh, at the age of six years i was hit by uh, by cancer uh, i had a tumor somewhere in my head uh, which destroyed my uh, my eye nerves that was uh, uh, the reason why i was not able to see anymore uh, afterwards most people like most blind people that i've seen they kind of accept the fact that there's things that they can't do i've never come across a blind person who plays video games to any degree have you always been the kind of person who doesn't give up or did you like have your parents supporting you or anything like that? Is a certain mentality that you've had around your blindness for your whole life. Now I'm, I'm really happy uh, that I can, uh, can say that my parents always supported me in everything uh, I was doing. But except that I like to play video games before I got blind and I didn't want to give up on that. So I was constantly searching for ways to be able to play some kind of video games. And yeah, luckily I came up with a solution after a while. And yeah, until today, I am still happy uh, that I'm able to do that. And yeah, that is a big part of my life. So you're blind, you can't play video games at all anymore. You're frustrated, but you're trying to figure out how to play them again. How long did that take? What did you try? You know, was it months or was it years? I mean, it's it's very long ago. I mean, I'm now 34, so it's like uh, 28 years ago since that happened. So what I remember is that the first day I was able to uh, come home uh, after having been in the hospital for a few months, 
the first thing I did was sitting behind my computer and starting it up and then realizing, oh, it doesn't work anymore for me. So I was really frustrated and angry and crying and, and yeah, anything you can imagine. And then when I was calmed down and thinking like, okay, but let's just start over and let's just try everything that you have in your mind uh, about the games that you have played as a sighted person to see what you can do by just listening to the audio in the game. So I tried it again and then again I realized, okay, these games, they are not so easy to play just by sound only. And then a few uh, months later, I think I was uh, like blind for half a year or so, or maybe a, a little bit longer. Then a friend of mine, he called me and he said, hey, I have a new game on my computer. Would you like to join me? And I can tell you about it. So I went there and he was playing that game and I was sitting next to him and listening to the sounds of the game, which was uh, Street Fighter 2. I was like, I can hear what is going on when he is jumping, when he is being kicked, when he is shooting a fireball and stuff like that. And th then I asked him, can I try it uh, too? And then he gave me the controller and yeah, it, it felt like being reborn at that moment. It was so amazing. Yeah, that was really, uh, really something that I'm still happy for that that happened that day. I can imagine, man. I can imagine. So I can also imagine that it still must have been a really long and tough journey to actually get good, though. So you've just about realized that you can hear a block or a punch or a, a light punch, a, you know, a medium kick, all that. You've just about realized that, but still, you still kind of need to see how far away you are from the person. You still need to see what they're doing. Or didn't you? Like, how long did it take you to get all that stuff down? I'm still learning those uh, those things, uh, to be honest. I mean, you know, in games, they uh, they change things uh, now and then. So actually, I never stopped learning with that. But the basics is, is a bit like this. First, uh, I have to learn what a specific sound is, is telling me. Huh? Like you said, if it's a block, it's a light punch, it's a jump. And then you are going to, to combine those sound effects to, to just visualize for yourself i mean i am blind but i'm also visualizing things in my head real time so i'm also visualizing what i hear what i think is shown on the screen and for example when i want to know the distance between two characters and specifically in the old games because those times the games were not in stereo sound when i wanted to know how far my opponent was is just shooting a projectile to them and when it hits him very quick, then I know, okay, he is right in front of me or he's in jump range. And when it took a while for the Hadouken to, to hit him or that he was taking a few seconds before he jumped over it, then I know, oh, he is on the other side of the screen. Mm. Those small techniques, and there were more of them, but that is just an example. Th those small things gives me the possibility to, to know where the, the players are on the screen. Okay, I saw a video of you, must have been about a year ago, and what I noticed was that you spent a lot of time backdashing, which I guess was so you would reset and be like, okay, so I'm at the other end of the screen, so now I know how far away I am from the guy. That was what I saw you doing about a year ago. I've seen you play recently, and you don't do that at all now, which I think is very impressive. So it's like you've heightened your ability to know where people are in relation to you. Now, for anyone who's listening, because again, Sven, this isn't a Street Fighter or gaming podcast at all. This is all about how to meet women. But for anyone who's listening, there's a an attack that you can do in Street Fighter called a cross-up, where you jump directly 
directly over the person and you hit them with like medium kick as you're crossing over them and the spacing has to be perfect because if you're too far in front then you'll just jump in front and kick them in the front of the face but if you're too far sorry if you're too far back you'll hit them in the front of the face but if you're too far in front you'll just completely jump over their head and miss so the spacing has to be perfect to do cross-ups i see you do cross-ups all the time how the hell are you even honestly let me just say something about why you're here let me just say because it's kind of like this this podcast like i say is about how to meet women and how to become more successful with women etc something that a lot of men struggle with and maybe you have in the past it's like if you're gonna go out and meet girls it's you risk rejection you walk up to them you speak to them they say go away you go out to clubs you get phone numbers and maybe the girls don't call you back they ghost you or whatever it's really scary and it's really frustrating and something that it's something that a lot of men feel like they can't actually master even though they really want to they feel like you know what there's nothing that i can do and my situation is my situation and i am kind of doomed to be like this forever and what is so special about your situation is that anybody on the planet who saw you when you were six and you'd just been blinded would have said okay well if this kid wants to completely give up on playing video games that makes total sense he's blind nobody would have ever thought any less of you for doing that yet you found a way to get so good at street fighter that you're actually considerably better than me which i'm not gonna lie kind of hurts my pride but whatever and i can see so the very fact that you could do that it just kind of shows people like what's possible in general you know if you actually refuse to let your situation dictate you if you refuse to bend to your current circumstances what you actually can do i think uh most important is first that you have to to, to, to go for what you like in life. So my, my thing in life at that time and still is playing video games. At one point I was yeah, totally blocked by my, my cancer and getting blind that I was yeah, in first uh, sight not able to play video games anymore. But yeah, I, I had two choices, I guess. I had to, uh, the, the choice of just leaving it and try to find other things, but that I didn't want. So I made the choice to try as hard as I could to find a way to to be able to play video games and still at some point I had to stand back because there are simply games that are absolutely not playable uh, when you are blind or to be honest I haven't found a solution to that that is maybe also one uh, one thing but the games that I was able to play I, I played very much and to be honest I think I played Street Fighter hours a day at that time I mean uh, you, you can imagine my life at that, uh, at that age was like being in the hospital for a few days a week. And when I was at home, I was recovering from the, the medicines they gave me and, and stuff like that. So the hours that I felt good, I was playing Street Fighter to feel good, to don't have to think about my, my health and, and yeah, to be happy. And if I count all those hours training and practicing, yeah... I'm, I'm so happy that it pays off right now and that I'm able to play Street Fighter on this, this high level. And as I said, I'm, I'm still learning every day. I think that that is good because if you, if you have a goal and you reach your goal, in other words, you, there is nothing more that you can learn or that you can improve, then there is no goal anymore. You have to find something else. Actually, I don't want it because my goal is still to play video games as good as possible and that I enjoy it. So to be honest, I'm still happy that, uh, that there is still room for me to improve, that, that people around me help me improving, uh, give me the time and space 
yeah, to train and, and to, to do what I like to do in life. I am imagining that, considering the fact that you can't see, you have to train more more than a sighted person. So, for instance, say for anyone who's listening, say every two or three or four months on Street Fighter or any kind of fighting game, they'll release a new character. And this new character has a whole new different set of moves. They've got new punches, new kicks, new attacks, etc. But of course, you can't see those at first. So it's like, say, Kage. When Kage first came out and you're fighting against him, you don't know what the hell is actually going on. So would you not then, I'm imagining, need to go into, say, the training room to sit down and then specifically sort of map out in your head every possible attack these new characters can do and what you would do in relation to each of these attacks? Is that not the kind of thing you have to do? Yeah, that's exactly how it uh, how it is. So, for example, you name Kage. For those who are not uh, familiar with Street Fighter, in that game there is a specific move which is called Hadouken, mm. and that and that is actually a fireball that your character is throwing to the other character, and most of them are actually shouting Hadouken when they are doing it. But Kage, he has a move when he is also saying Hadouken, but he is actually not throwing a fireball. He is actually throwing some kind of shield in front of, of him an energy field so it's not completely traveling to your opponent so the first time when i was playing kage i was like okay he is a shorter character uh, so he seems to have similar moveset like ryu has but then in a more evil way so when i picked him in training mode and i was doing the hadouken he was indeed saying hadouken but there was no hit sound following <laughs> of my opponent so i was like okay is he shooting towards the air eh, that it is going diagonal or is it something else so i was walking closer to my opponent in training mode and i did it again and then i heard a hit sound after the hadoken now and then i made my dummy opponent jumping to see if if i was able to hit him as well when he was in the air and it didn't uh, hit him so then i realized okay this hadoken is an attack that only hits in close range, but it was also able to, how do you say that, to reflect projectiles. So if somebody else shoots to me and I do that Hadoken, then it then it reflects it. So at some point, I, I know it was not a real projectile, but it was some kind of energy shield that is uh, in front of, of uh, Kage. And how it looks like in reality, I mean, if it's fire or if it's uh, blue or electricity or if it's a circle or a square or those details, I don't know. But for me, it was enough to know, okay, it is not a, a full projectile, but you can hit an enemy from a small distance with it. It absorbs projectiles that are going towards you. And yeah, he says Hadouken. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the things that I needed to know to know what kind of move it was for me. I see. Now, another thing about Street Fighter, and I imagine most people here must be 
aware of this to some degree but at the top of the screen you've got a health bar which lets you know how much health your character has and as your character gets punched and kicked and hadoukened the health bar just gets smaller and smaller until it's eventually gone and actually another thing you have as well you have an ex gauge or the super gauge what a critical art gauge what the hell they're calling it now which is as your character hits and is hit you build up meter to do a special move which is really powerful and takes off loads of health so you got two bars you got the one bar which lets you know how much health you've got and then you got another bar which lets you know how many super moves you can do sven can't see either of those so how the heck i mean i guess i yeah how the heck do you actually know i remember looking at your stream must have been a few days ago you did a combo on some guy and you almost killed him it's like at the end of the combo he had a tiny sliver of health left the magic pixel yeah and then you said oh almost got him and I'm like, how the hell did you actually realize that this guy, his health was so low? You're telling me you just played a game that much that you just have a sense for how much damage you've actually done and therefore when somebody's going to die or not? Yeah, there are a sm a small things that I can use to uh, determine how much health an opponent or myself has. First, I want to say I, I can't be 100% sure all the time because there is actually no... Yeah, official way for me to, to know it for sure. But the tools that I have uh, for this is counting the hits. So if you do three big combos to your opponent, then you are yeah almost sure that he is uh, close to being KO'd. Another thing is when you play in a stage where there is the stage music playing in the background, so not the ah. character theme, then the stage music is changing uh, as ah. soon as one of the characters is uh, going to die mm. as as i said sometimes i'm totally wrong uh, because street fighter uses a lot a lot of scaling where you do combos and and stuff like that so sometimes i think okay he should be dead by this combo and then he still has that magic pixel afterwards and then sometimes i think oh was he already dead there i thought he had more life so it's 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 a bit tricky at some point but uh, in the bigger view, I am able to know, okay, I have to be careful at this point or if I do this combo. For example, when a character has stun and I have some meter to do my super, then I can most of the time know, okay, it's worth to spend my meter here in a combo or that I could better save it for another situation because he will be dead even without a super. How do you know how much meter you've got? Is there some special sound effects or are you just guessing? Before I was guessing, uh, so when Street Fighter V was released the first seasons, I had to guess. But then uh, I mentioned Capcom in one of my tweets on my Twitter account and say, hey, is it possible for you guys to to make a little sound effect in the game when your bars are filled uh, so that you can do your super? And then after one big update, I think since the arcade edition, so uh, I think two years ago, they set sound effects for the bars when they are filled. So maybe they have listened to my tweet or maybe they just came up with the idea themselves. But yeah, I was so happy with that because now I can hear at least when somebody's super is ready. So for example, when I fight a Zangief who has a one frame super and when I'm doing my super on him and, you know, I play Ken and when Ken is doing his super, then he gives a hard knockdown, as we, uh, we say. That means that your opponent is uh, knocked down to the ground, but he can't do a quick rise afterwards. So I have an option then with Ken to dash forward to him and to grab him or to do a target combo on, on him but with Sangia for example since he has a one frame super he can activate his super while I am dashing towards him 
So before, I was never sure if he had his super ready or not. So it was a, a trick for me to run to him after my super was ended. But now, when I know that his super is ready to use, I have a, a possibility to think, oh, maybe I should play a bit more careful because if I dash to him and he activates his super, then I have a problem. I see, I see. So, you have never seen Street Fighter at all then because you only played Street Fighter 2 after you became blind. That's true. Whoa. So we're almost the same age as well. So we were roughly the same age playing Street Fighter 2. And it's been such a huge part of your life for all these years, but you don't actually know what Ken looks like. No, that's true. I, I have a few Ken figure, uh, figures here in my house. Mm. Ah. And, and, and of course, I was able to feel his... his body and his hair but feeling something is not actually the same as looking to somebody have for example uh, you had the intro about dating girls and, and and meeting people the first thing i realized when i got blind as a kid then people around me they were always saying to me yeah you may feel my my face then you know how i look like now i can tell you one thing feeling somebody's face is absolutely not the same as looking <laughs> to somebody and knowing how somebody looks <laughs> So that's the same with, with Ken and other uh, Street Fighter figures. I can feel how they look like, but it's I still make my own impression about what I feel. And yeah, I know uh, Ken, is, Ken is blonde in the game, but it could be that I make an image of Ken that he has dark hair, for example, just because it's my imagination and you can't feel colors. Do you, do you remember what it feels like to see? Because that was so long ago. Yeah, I do, actually, and I'm really happy about that because when you haven't seen your whole life, it's really hard to, I would say it's almost impossible to, to, to know what is blue, what is red, uh, how does the sun look like in the sky, uh, clouds, uh, stars, uh, anything. Uh, it's not possible to feel colors or to feel everything that is in the world. And I, I was so happy that I uh, had the possibility to see a few years so people can say to me, hey, uh, you are wearing a blue shirt right now or the car that just uh, drove by was green. Or, and, and then I can make an image of that. And I know green is not green. I mean, you have green and you have green. But still, I am able to make a picture of something. And yeah, that is, th that is gold. How are you able to interact with the world in general then? So I would imagine that the mindset that you've taken towards Street Fighter, you probably have used in other areas of your life. So are you quite able to get about? Do you walk without a cane because you can just generally hear how far you are away from cars and stuff like that? What is your general life like outside of playing video games? Now walking, for example, in-house, I walk without a cane uh, because I know indeed where the walls are uh, if there is a door open uh, then i can hear most of the time that there is something in front of me standing open but outside yeah then i walk with a cane uh, because i can still hear where cars are parked or where the wall is or where i have to cross the street or turn around in the corner or something like that but you never know when people drop their bike in front of you on the floor or a small uh, lantern post yeah that, that is really hard to hear because of the echoing sound. So for those situations and also to show other people that are walking 
on the street to show them that I am blind, that I can't see them. Oh, of course, and, yeah. Yeah, I walk with a cane. And sometimes I, sp- I speak with my girlfriend and then we discuss about if I could see one day, if I would still want to walk outside with a cane in the beginning because I got so used to it all those years that I would miss the yeah the feeling to have something in my hand while I'm walking. That, that is really something we are, yeah, how do you say that? Talking about in case such things will happen one day. And of course, it's, it's a minor thing, but I think it's funny that you get used to something you are doing all your life. Yeah, and how that would be to do it without. I hear you. Something I want to say is that I'm pretty certain that you will see again before you die. Provided that you live until you're at least like 70, 80. Oh, I hope so. It's going to happen. It is. It is going to happen. I I wish so. That is really... I mean, playing video games is one thing, but playing video games as a sighted person again? Oh, I would pay so much for that. This is going to sound slightly crass. And if you don't want to answer this question, then don't answer this question. But it's just popped into my head. When I was, say, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and I'm a bit horny, I would whip out some porn, okay? But you can't, unless you're just listening. What's all that like? May I counter that question? Yeah. Have you ever had sex in the dark? Yeah. Okay, and then you don't see anything? I mean, of course you see a little bit, but you can't see so much of of the the girl that you, or or, or the the man perhaps, but uh, your partner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I I want to say is, of course I don't see what happens in the the porno, uh, in, in in the videos. But of course there is still sound and I have my own imagination. (laughs) So yeah, I also tried that when I was younger uh, to know how it is. (laughs) I mean, I'm a man, you know, I am young, I am also having dreams and... uh... Uh, Okay, I hear you, I I do hear you. Actually, out of curiosity, how did you and your, your girlfriend meet? You said, I think you said she's blind as well, is that right? Yeah, she is blind. And sometimes we make a joke with each other, like, if one of us sees one day again, will we still be happy then? <laughs> but uh, people around me, they usually tell me that she is uh, a very nice uh, lady to see, so I'm really happy for that. But except uh, from the looks, she's also very nice, and uh, I'm really, really happy that she wants to, uh, to live with me. But uh, your question, how we met... She is from Sweden and I'm from the Netherlands. When I was younger, I was playing a sport which is a bit like table tennis for blind people. And I was very good in that, so I was playing tournaments outside the country. I've been in Rome, in Paris, Stockholm. So once I was in Stockholm for a tournament there, she was there too because she was a friend of the Swedish, one of the Swedish players. And there we met each other and... Yeah, instead of flying home after the tournament, I flew to her uh, place and stayed there for a couple of weeks. And then we got a relation and uh, now we live together for like seven, eight years. Wow, that's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. But hold on, but hold on. Table tennis for blind people. Yeah. That doesn't sound possible. I mean, I suppose nothing should surprise me where you're concerned, but that really doesn't sound possible. It's a sport that is called showdown, and it is a bit a cross between table tennis and air hockey. And you play it by sound, so the ball that you are using in the game is uh, filled with a few yeah, steel bullets in it. Or yeah, I don't, I don't think bullets is the right word, but we, we say kogel in Dutch. So with, with a small steel 
little balls are inside the, the ball that you play with, so it makes sounds when it rolls over the table. On the small side of the table there is a goal pocket, and you defend your own goal with a, with a, yeah, some kind of uh, small racket, and you have to score in the goal of your uh, of your opponent. And like with the, the air hockey tables, uh, you know those tables where air is blowing out and uh, a small puck is uh, floating uh, from one side to the other. This table has also edges which are standing up so the ball can't go out of the table. I mean it can do and if that happens then one of the players gets a, a penalty for that. But yeah the goal is that you have to score the ball in the goal of your opponent and I play that uh, on a high level and it goes very fast but unfortunately because of an injury I had to stop a few years ago but luckily that was uh, after I met my girlfriend otherwise uh, <laughs> I would have missed her I think. What are your goals for the future then? So am I right in assuming that you want to be a pro Street Fighter player and to rise up the CFN rankings? Is that your ultimate dream? One of them. I mean, if I do something, I want to be the best in it. I mean, I'm always been a player or a person that likes competition. And if it's in a game or if it's in a sport or surviving in life or having a good study, I always want to be great and good in it. And maybe that sounds a bit arrogant and I don't want to sound like that, but it's just, yeah, I don't want to do something just for fun. I mean, I, I think that's really hard. So one of my goals indeed is being a very, an even stronger Street Fighter player. Uh, but what I also realized is that I like to to show other people that actually nothing is impossible in your life as long as you believe in it. So, for example, I am streaming weekly on uh, on Twitch and... I don't do that only for showing that I'm good in Street Fighter, but I also do it because I like to meet people and to show people that even with a disability or even with a, another time, uh, kind of problem in your life, there is always a way to get over it as long as you do your best and have faith in yourself. Fight! <laughs> I agree with that 1000% and that is exactly the reason why you're here today. Let me just reiterate for anyone who's listening. Obviously, throughout this call, this is the first episode of this podcast that has had nothing to do with dating or sex. Nothing. It's like I will speak to dating coaches, I'll speak to Instagram models and things like that. I've never ever spoken to a professional gamer before. I've never spoken to anyone that has nothing to do with this world. But everything you've just said is really true. It doesn't really matter what your situation is. If you refuse to give up and if you just tell yourself that you are going to find a way around whatever situation it is that you're facing you can do that if me and Sven were to play on Street Fighter now he would crush me which hurts my pride but it is true and that is a testament to the fact that he has refused to let the fact that he can't see define himself and to the person who's listening whether you're in Tokyo whether you're in Uruguay whether you're in the Netherlands wherever your situations where women are concerned you might feel like you're alone you might feel like it can't change you might feel like you've been dealt a bad hand in life and that's it you're fucked you're screwed give up but that's not necessarily the case at all it really isn't no you know? it really isn't so if anyone is listening and they say you know what this blind warrior guy who plays as ken 
and he's got a little emoji with the freaking blindfold over his face which i think is very funny and cute how do i how do i get in touch with him how do i follow him on how do i add him on twitter how do i check out his twitch stream how do people actually find out about you and stay in touch with you yeah as you said i am using a twitter so people can follow me on twitter if they if they want i think if they search on blind warrior sven that that they will uh, soon reach my my twitter account there uh, I also uh, have a YouTube channel uh, where I show videos on Twitch, of course, where I stream uh, weekly a few times. So if people would like to uh, to be part of the show and to say hello and meet some nice uh, friends in the community, they are more than welcome to do so. Well, I would like to be part of the show. If you don't mind beating up a super silver ranked Ibuki every now and then, then yeah. It's really no problem. I mean, there are so many people in my uh, channel that have a similar level or even a lower level than you. I am still happy to play with them as long as they don't think it's boring then I am happy with that for me it's no problem at all actually before we go this is a entirely street fighter related question somebody who is in the high end of silver rank what would you say on average if you do know if you don't know fine but what would you say on average is the thing that somebody in that level needs to do to start reaching gold and platinum and whatnot it's important that you punish your opponent when you have the opportunity so what I mean with that is in the silver level, in the bronze level and even in the low gold uh, level you see opponents doing unsafe stuff a lot. And so for example Ken players they are, they are doing full screen Tatsu or they are doing XDP, random or DP. Now, Every character has unsafe moves. As soon as you see them, focus on your punishing so that you are able to punish 9 out of 10 mistakes that your opponent is doing. And when you can do that, or maybe 8 out of 10, but when you are solid in that, then I'm sure that you will grow further into higher gold ranks or even platinum or diamond uh, if you are really consequent in that. Ah, interesting. I'm going to remember that. I will remember that. Thank you, Sven. Thank you. You're welcome. Words of wisdom from the blind warrior. Thank you. So that has been it for today's episode of Game Global. Take care, everybody, and have yourselves a great day. I hit my